I've said it before, I'll say it again. This is definitely a top 25 level recruiting class. But let's not take it from me this time. Let's take it from somebody who's actually an expert. You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl-related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. Of course, we're available on every single podcasting platform. We're visually available on YouTube as well, and you can find me personally on Twitter at AllDayOState. Today, we're brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook betting partner for a reason. I just need you all right now to stop, collaborate, and like it. And if you don't like it, then dislike it. And that's fine. Just let me know what I could have done to potentially make this a little bit better for you. All right. So today, I have been talking about the recruiting class. And and as you all know, I do try to put a significant amount of time into studying film and finding interviews and write-ups and articles about these young men before I kind of come on and talk about the potential aspects of them coming to Stowell, Oklahoma, even if it's just on a recruiting visit, what they could potentially offer, and and what I see personally on film uh, and in research that designates their good fit at Oklahoma State, right? But I also understand that I'm pretty new to this game, and it's always good to take it from people who have been doing it for a living. So what we're going to do today is we're going to do something a little bit different, and I need you all to hammer down in the comment section and let me know if you if you like the idea here uh, or if I, I should do something a little bit different. But what I want to do today is dive into an article, right? This is a first, okay? Because it's an article put together that was sent to me by uh, Robert Allen, and I'll admit, like I said, I know that there's a narrative control type of thing that has to happen to some things, but Robert Allen does have unprecedented access. So he does have the ability to put some pretty cool stuff together. And obviously connections in this industry matter a lot. And he has connections with Mr. Greg Powers and Greg Powers is now the, uh, the, the chief editor, I guess you could say for recruiting when it comes to Dave Campbell's Texas football magazine. And as we all know, that that publication, especially for us as Oklahoma State fans for years and years and years and years, has been kind of like, um, you know, the Southern Bible to Texas high school football to have a good understanding of what's coming up. Now, recently, Oklahoma State has done a very good job of widening its, its recruiting net. We're getting players from all over the country now, which is not something that we thought was possible a, a long while ago, Right. But this season, specifically, we seem to be hammering the state of Texas very, very, very well. Now, dare I say methodical? Who knows? But let's break down why I keep saying this is already a top 25 class. We're just waiting on on the stars to come together. Like I mentioned the other day, Gunnar Wilson went from not rated by hardly anybody whatsoever to come into Oklahoma State, right, narrowing down some of his list, to then becoming a legitimate three-star, to being ranked in the top 100 area of Texas, 
and then committing to be a Cowboy. This year, I still think that he could focus on one side of the ball and, and it would be monumentally beneficial for his development, but that's not a necessity, right? He's too good to not play both sides of the ball in high school. I get it. Power to you. We like the, the dexterity that brings playing a multitude of positions, so bring it on. But if you don't know what, what Dave Campbell said recently um, in regards to some of the Oklahoma State recruiting class, I thought it was fair to kind of jump into some of this, okay? So this is some of the recruiting analyst type of perspective. So right now, you know, we have 10 commits. There are a lot of places that have 14, 17, 18, 16. So the number associated with where we're going to end up being is not a direct correlation. But let's talk about some of these dudes. One of the first ones to jump on the board, period, in any capacity, was Willie Nelson, the safety out of Longview, Texas. And as we've talked about, he has capability to play multiple sides of the ball or multiple positions. So let's hear what Mr. Greg Powers had to say. Um, uh, last season as a junior, he helped uh, his team to 11-4 record, perfect 7-0 and 5A District 1 play, made it to the semifinals, went to the state playoffs, ended up losing to Alito, who inevitably went on to one, win the state title, so congrats to them. But Nelson recorded 80 tackles, two tackles for loss, seven pass breakups, five interceptions. One of those which was, in fact, returned for a touchdown. As a sophomore in high school, he had 76 tackles, eight interceptions, Two of those were returned for touchdowns and seven pass breakups. Now, Greg Powers also um, alluded to some conversational pieces about Nelson being a very, very talented player. But the second pledge, the one that we know is pretty much the lead recruiter next to, you know, the, the coaching staff right now is Landon Cleveland. He thinks Landon Cleveland is the bee's knees of this class for us at this very, very moment. And not only is he not right, but the effort that Landon Cleveland is willing to go through to make sure that Oklahoma State continues its ascension in this recruiting class is the reason why I continue to say it is going to be a top 25 class because you have somebody like a Landon Cleveland out there doing the daggone thing for us. He was an all-super team, right, at a Mansfield legacy. He was an all-district, had 104 tackles. And then he was an all-district newcomer as well as a sophomore with 116 tackles. And, uh, you know, five picks in those two years. In his words, let's see, I think Landon Cleveland and Oklahoma State has six or seven commits from Texas so far in the cycle, and I think Landon is definitely the high, highest rated of those. He's a safety that brings a, a little bit of everything to the table, but the thing that really jumps out to me is his ability to get downhill in a hurry. He's very aggressive, and he gets there in a hurry. His 116 tackles last season are impressive, obviously. He's very reliable in coverage, and he's a huge get for Oklahoma State. He had 35 scholarship offers, and when you see a guy with that many offers, you know he is the truth. He's currently rated a three-star by several services, but we all know he definitely has a four-star style of, of, of skill set. Uh, another guy that we've talked about recently because of the clip, I implore you to try to go find it. There's a clip together of David Cabongo and Landon Cleveland working out. I had to rewind it several times because I was a little mixed up. That's how fast and that's how quick and that's how versatile David Cabongo is right here, right now. The, the, the lateral quickness is pretty ridiculous. All right. So David Cabongo last season recorded 64 tackles, 41 solo by himself. Uh, he had some tackles for loss, forced fumble, forced fumble recovery, had a few picks. 
and uh, let's see what what uh, Mr. Powers had to say. Uh, I noticed a trend in some of these players that Oklahoma State is, has committed, and they are recruiting in the state of Texas. They're not only good players, but they're players that love the game of football. His analysis is, I think, that how we categorize – that's how you have to categorize David Gabongo. He's a guy that fits in right now at safety but could also play corner. He's another player that stood out to me in the Under Armour camp in Arlington, Martin, just because of his ability to transition in and out of breaks – He's a guy that can close very, very quickly. He's a team leader, and he picked Oklahoma State over a legitimate offer from Texas. The Cowboys beat out the Longhorns to obtain the services of David Cabongo. Those are two guys that we know are not only good players, they're not only good athletes, they not only fit in good with what Brian Nardo has going in the system and all of that fun jazz, but they love the spot they're in. They love Oklahoma State, and they cannot wait to get more people there. Guys, we got to be excited. If you're not excited, tell me why. Why do people keep saying this is an average at best class? I don't understand it. Maybe there's publications that are late to the party. That's fine. We're not late to the party, though. Ladies and gentlemen, we're not. This is a fun class that is getting put together, and it's some of it's happening behind the scenes, which is the beauty of it all. These kids talk to each other on a daily basis, and it all started traveling the country seven-on-seven events. So if they're not playing together, they played against each other. They've had publications written about them. They've had publications written against their buddies, essentially. These are massive gets, and I just I want people to kind of be more understanding that this is a rare time in the game of recruiting. Oklahoma State historically has not done, done very good numerically. I agree. We should do more. But it'll catch up. This class will catch up. I absolutely feel that coming. I also absolutely feel that everybody out here should probably be getting hooked up with FanDuel if you haven't already. Right now, we're giving our fans the opportunity to get your hands on the no-sweat first bet. It's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. And as you know, we are right now hardcore into baseball season. Full swing, as they say. Go ahead and full swing. Send it. Go to FanDuel.com slash on to get yourself squared away on some of these potential opportunities. You know the drill here. We're going to hammer the over for Oklahoma State University. We're going to do it. We're going to love it, and it's not just because of the schedule. It's because of some of the stuff we talked about. Momentum is a, is a real thing. Everybody, I think, can agree that Texas Tech is riding a bunch of momentum. Help yourself build some momentum into this football season by putting some money in your pocket. Go to vandal.com slash locked on. Bet the over. All right. So we're going to continue on here. And, guys, and the only point of, of this, I think, is to emphasize from somebody who's been doing this for 35-some-odd years and has been getting paid significantly to just do these evaluations and then take a look back at what we've kind of talked about on this show and, and see if I missed some stuff. And if I did, make sure you let me know down below what have I missed in my evaluation compared to, to kind of what we're looking at here. All right, so we'll continue on. We talked a little bit yesterday about Jalen Bordley about how it doesn't really matter if we're getting too many linebackers, quote-unquote, air quotes, of course, because we have somebody like a Jalen Bordley who can do a multitude of positions right here, right now. It's not going to be a problem. All right, so um, uh, Greg Powers recognized that Jalen Bordley of Pleasant Grove is currently struggling to keep on his weight. We talked about yesterday, he's the same weight as Atlanta Cleveland, the same size and weight as Atlanta Cleveland who's playing safety. So you could say he's an undersized linebacker, absolutely. But if you go find pictures of him, the dude is jacked in half. It is absolutely ridiculous. I would guess he's at like 4% body fat, which is probably a decent reason why he's having a time, hard time putting on weight. But he plays so aggressively, and again, he loves the game of football so much, he makes up for a lot of it just 
in itself right there. Last season as a running back, he racked up uh, 625 yards, eight tutties. And then on the other side of the ball, he had 41 total tackles, one pick, one interception. As a sophomore in high school, he was even more impressive on the offensive side of the ball as that dude rushed for over 1,200 yards, 20 tutties, and while also recording almost 500 yards, 428 to be exact in receiving with another four uh, touchdowns to go along with that. He's very powers, Greg Powers, right, of, um, of Dave Campbell magazine. He's very high on the athletic ability. And even though he sees him struggling to maintain that weight, what he is at right now looks amazing, right? Uh, he also talked about another commitment from the offensive line position, as we talked about yesterday. This is uh, uh, Coach Dickey's kind of bread and butter. We've been asking Coach Dickey to do some things that are a little bit out of his comfort zone the last few years. We're back into his wheelhouse. Six, so at six foot six, two 280 pounds, Hackleman is a player that Greg personally has got to know quite a, quite a bit through the recruiting process. Uh, out of Texarkana area high school, heading to Stillwater, Oklahoma. I really love Caleb, says Greg. They call him Big Hat over there at his high school. He's a great kid on and off the field, and I really look for his uh, potential in his development. I think Pleasant Grove High School specifically has become a good pipeline for Oklahoma State that will continue for years beyond this one. As Power surmises, uh, they have also really established a strong foothold in the way that Josh Gibson runs his high school program, and they're very loyal to schools like Oklahoma State and Arkansas who have the attention of every player in the program because of how much they put in. Another prospect that he talked about that we all thought the other day uh, we talked about was going to commit. Very surprised he didn't, especially after he decommitted from Rice. But what he specifically had to say about Armstrong Notum, which I do expect to be a cowboy, I think it's only a matter of time. His head's spinning. He's trying to put it together. The undersized part of it is is, is part of this equation. But we can, what he can do physically makes up for literally all of it. He's somebody that can develop into a legitimate nose tackle at Oklahoma State to replace the Justin Kirkland, and that's what we need him for. So what does Greg have to say? When he committed to Rice, I reached out to some of my contacts around that area, and I told them, you guys got an absolute steal. He also hinted that he sees a very good sign for the Cowboys coming up. His recruitment, says Greg, has been fine, but it hasn't hit the warp speed that I thought it maybe would. He could do many things for his high school team. He plays defensive end, defensive tackle, linebacker, all of these things just on the defensive side of the ball. He's a very impressive player who right now has almost a 450-pound bench rest. Uh, 450 pounds is uh, absolutely ridiculous for his size, his weight, his age. He also squats around 675 pounds. Both of those are school records at his high school, Mesquite Horn. Again, if you're looking for somebody to be um, a Siake Ika from Baylor type, a Justin Kirkland, which I think we have now, he is that replacement. He fills that void. As, as I've said 100 times, he's way too good for Rice. He's a perfect fit in Stillwater. Another lineman that uh, we're, we're going to get to, okay, I'll just say it now. Chima Chineke at a Plano East High School. You know how high I am on him. Um, we're we're going to do a segment about him real quick, so we're going to come right back to this. Y'all know how high I am on him. We're going to get to that real quick. Uh, another person that he was excited to see come has listed on his own publications at 6'4", 213 pounds, a very, very versatile two-way player in Gunnar Wilson. We like him as a linebacker. As I've said, I see a lot of Malcolm Rodriguez in his high school film. But from the tight end position, um, I just got a message the other day uh, of him being a first-team all-conference or all-district as a tight end. And last year, he had over almost 750 yards, 48 receptions, 746 yards, 
eight tutties for Melissa, Texas. He also had 46 tackles and just five games on the defensive side of the ball. He had six tackles for loss, a fumble force, two interceptions, and three passes defended. His football IQ is out of this world. So what does Greg have to say? Well, he is a football-playing dude that can do literally a little bit of everything, uh, power set of Gunnar Wilson. He was labeled as the dog that loves to play physical and loves to make all the big hits uh, by Texas football managing editor Greg Tapper. His teammates respect him, and he comes from a team in Melissa that has a legit shot at winning a state championship this season. He's a big, physical, mean-looking guy. One of the players committed to Oklahoma State that did uh, so very recently um, was six foot four, two hundred thirteen pound receiver Trey Griffiths out of Keller, Keller, Texas. Um, let's see, Greg Powers really jumped out there in complimenting Griffiths. Had him really excited about this guy and his play. Greg says, "Pardon my language. I'm not going to curse here, but he is a big mother trucker that nobody can cover." Powers said very emphatically, "This is a way to describe Trey Griffiths." The guy is a massive mismatch problem. He's bigger, stronger, and more athletic than a lot of the guys that will be ever trying to match up with him. I saw him run at the Texas track relays, and I also saw him compete in the the triple jump. I literally had to pick my jaw up off the floor. He is so thick in the lower body that you do not expect him to be able to elevate like he can. Griffiths was the second leading scorer or receiver on his team last year, playing next to the talented uh, wide receiver we talked about the other day that ended up going Division I. Had 32 passes for 865 yards, seven touchdowns, averaged 27 yards a catch. He is the go-to guy this season for Keller, which is why I think that he might be even a little bit better than Ja'Kyle Baker, which is another guy you're going to see the stars climb. Some of these guys, stars will get bigger without throughout the season. You don't typically see that at Oklahoma State, right? You see that as the opposite of the Oklahoma State effect is people commit to Oklahoma State and they get stuck in the recruiting rankings and all that fun jazz because – They're not Texas because it's not Bama. You know what I mean? It does happen. But Oklahoma State's accumulated a lot of respect over the years. If Gundy can capitalize off of this season, which, guys, we know historically that off of a crap season, Gundy's actually pretty good at responding. This season will be no different. Yeah, the schedule's great. Yes, everything kind of sets up for us to be really good. But some people still aren't seeing it. There's still some haters out there, still some doubters out there. It's okay. That's our job here is to try to help fill that void. Now we got to go back up. I'm going to scroll back up here for my main man, Chima Chineke. Again, let's uh, let's see here. What does Greg Powers have to say about Mr. Chima Chineke, who's currently deciding between Oklahoma State, Iowa, and the, the KUJ Hawks? Greg Powers says he is a really good player. He stood out at all the camps, and people who watched couldn't believe that he wasn't being more heavily recruited. Iowa jumped in early, and Oklahoma State does a very good job in this Plano, Texas area. Oklahoma State is clearly closer to home, and you play a lot of teams where his family can go and watch. Now, we've already talked about his family is very, very, very much a part of this discussion. His family is very, very much a part of this equation. His family, the academia side of things, is very important. I know Oklahoma State's the right fit. You know Oklahoma State's the right fit. But Mr. Chima Chineke does not. So here's what we're going to do. Mr. Chima Chineke. I'm going to do a comp. For you, sir, what you can be at Oklahoma State University. 
is you can go look at them right now and you'll fall in love with the film and you'll fall in love because it's almost identical. Ladies and gentlemen, the comp I'm giving right now for Mr. Chima Chineke is our own Emmanuel Agba. Emmanuel Agba has a, a very nice career in the NFL. We've watched his ascension. We watched his big, massive contract he got recently with the Miami Dolphins. Went through an injury. Obviously, he's got to reprove himself. He's got to get back in the fold of you know what he was when he got that big contract with the Dolphins. Emmanuel Agba is Chima Chineke. Just like I've said, I see a lot of Malcolm Rodriguez and Gunnar Wilson's high school film. I'm going to call the same thing here right now with Chima Chineke and Emmanuel Ogba. And yeah, you look at Emmanuel Ogba now and you're like, Cody, that doesn't make sense. He's like 280 some odd pounds. Okay, cool. But when he decided he was coming to Oklahoma State in 2012, Emmanuel Ogba was guess, guess what size? Six foot four, 240 pounds. What is Chima Chineke right at this very moment? Six foot four, 242 pounds. You know, Emmanuel Agba was really interested in uh, Iowa State, not Iowa. Uh, there's some similarities here. He also had to choose between Houston and, and, and Texas Tech and a multitude of other Big 12 schools. But just for Mr. Chima Chineke's sake, who is Emmanuel Agba other than what he's doing at the NFL? Yeah, that's easy to find. But what did he do at Oklahoma State University? And what can you come to Oklahoma State University to do? Well, I don't know. Let's kind of dig back in the stats sheet. That's how easy it is to give the comp here for Emmanuel Agba. Let's go. Oklahoma State University, single game, tackles for loss. Who's number one all time? You guessed it. Emmanuel Agba. You can continue to scroll down. Single season, tackles for loss. Guess who's right there? Number six on the list, 17.5. You're right. You guessed it. Emmanuel Agba. But he's next to people like, I don't know, the coach, Greg Richmond, Jason Gildon, who had a very, very solid career in the NFL. Jason Gildon is on the list twice. Our main man, Leslie O'Neill, is on the list. Dexter Manley's on the list. These are guys that Emmanuel Agba is associated with. And you can continue to go on down the list. I'm telling you, Mr. Chineke, this is the right spot. Career tackles for loss. Just said his name. NFL potential Hall of Famer, Jason Gildon, potential Hall of Famer, NFL right behind him, Leslie O'Neill, old school guy, Philip Dokes. And then guess who? You're right, Emmanuel Ogba. And then you can continue to go down, see people like Kevin Williams, who carved out a crazy NFL career. Dexter Manley, everybody kind of knows his story, how, how important he was. It is very impressive. What some of these guys at Oklahoma State have been able to do, and I do see that this mold is perfect, single-season sacks, Oklahoma State all-time records, Leslie O'Neill again, Jerry Lewis, Gary Lewis, and then, you guessed it, Emmanuel Ogba, and then the coach, Greg Richmond, and then a potential Hall of Famer, Jason Gildon, another Hall of Famer again, and Leslie O'Neill, our main man right now at Oklahoma State who's going to be playing that new hybrid-style defensive end Linebacker role, Colin Oliver. Number seven, followed by, guess who? Emmanuel Agba. I mean, keep going. Single season quarterback hurries, all-time Oklahoma State, number one, Emmanuel Agba. Right next to Devin Harper, Malcolm Rodriguez. Career quarterback hurries, all-time Oklahoma State University, number one, Emmanuel Agba. 
it just it blows my mind when I look at this similarity, and then I could potentially think there's ever a world where he doesn't end up at Oklahoma State. Single game fumbles forced Oklahoma State University history number one. A Manung Bagamamiga playing for the the Chargers right now in the NFL, and then you go down number two tied with Emmanuel Ogba. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, and I don't know how to say it any more emphatically, Mr. Chima Chineke. This is the fit. This is the right place. Everything you're looking to accomplish can and will happen in Stillwater. You will be playing for conference titles in Stillwater. I can't throw a bunch of shade at Iowa. Their defense is good. But you have an opportunity to be a part of something that will rebrand the new Big 12. We need to be the top dog of the new Big 12. We should be the top dog of the new Big 12. You know that. And the class that we're putting together in 2024 can get us there, especially with your help. So come on, brother man. Make the right choice. Come on down to Stillwater. We need you. You need us as a perfect marriage. And we got Brian Nardo. Brian Nardo is the savant of all savants because he can teach you things that you didn't know you need to work on. He can show you things that you've never really been able to understand or address. He can put you in the right positions to be successful. And that's all a coach's job is ever. That's it. Put your kids in the right positions to be the most successful. All right, guys, and then we're, we got to end it off here with, and you know what? This actually deserves more time, so um, I very well probably should and could do a little bit more, so I will. But just to kind of uh, put a bow on this one here, ladies and gentlemen, we got to talk about what Coach Mike Boynton and USA is currently doing. Why are we worrying about what USA Basketball U19 is doing? Other than the fact that Coach Boynton, is, Coach Mike Boynton's on the roster, we're there to win gold, and this will be the second time that Eric Daly Jr. and Coach Mike Boynton get to team up with USA uniforms on because they did it together last year. <laughs> and, and that's not why Eric Daly decided to come to Oklahoma State, which is why I got to give this its whole, whole almost episode or at least a, a, big, a big chunk. So we'll go into that at, at a later date. But right now we do just have to briefly talk about the fact that USA 19 is undefeated. Right at the FIBA World Cup. The very first game he started off, he scored eight of the team's first 11 points. And they were absolutely going to throttle Madagascar. So there's no need for him to play the rest of the game. Get it, got it, good. Then they go on and play a really, really close match against Slovenia. And he actually had to put a tip in uh, in the bucket with 53 seconds left to kind of put it on ice for the USA to go ahead and win that ball game. Another double-digit scoring effort. And then in the third game, he has yet another double-digit scoring effort. And when you look at it, the stat lines are, are absolutely crazy. He's got assists. He's got steals. Um, he's limiting his turnovers. He's being pretty efficient, shooting from the floor. He's taking open shots. He's driving. He's dunking. He's posterizing people. He's doing a little bit of everything, reminiscent of, a little bit of Kate Cunningham. I know some Oklahoma State fans are like, don't bring up Kate Cunningham. There'll never be another Kate Cunningham. I get it. I'm tracking. I'm with you. But 
Eric Daly Jr. does some of the thing, same thing. Somebody asked uh, the other day, you know, does Oklahoma State currently have guys on the roster right now that, that will play or could play in the NBA? Obviously, the could play part of it's easy. Of course, yes, we do have some. But who will be the catalyst? Like, who's the guy that could potentially be a lottery pick? I think it would be fair to say it's Eric Daly Jr. Although last year, Brandon Garrison also played, right? And, and they built a lot of camaraderie. So they know each other very well. There is going to already be some cohesiveness on the court whenever these young cats get together. The, the fact that we're young is potentially an issue, but the talent is undeniable. And Eric Daly Jr. is more of a leader. Instead of a guy that's just going to come up, come on the floor, be flashing, do a lot of crazy stuff, he's reminiscent of Cade Cunningham in the fact that he's more than happy to run the floor, to give the assist, to do the alley-oops, to get the rebounds, to get himself to the line, all of the stuff that he knows that he needs to, to do to be a lottery type of guy. They have a very good relationship. So, we'll, again, we'll do another episode on it. But everybody give your, your hats off to them. Kate, or not Kate, see, see what I did there? Um, Eric Daly Jr. scored double digits and had phenomenal stat lines in every single game so far. We are undefeated, just took out China in a pretty, pretty hard match game there for a bit. And now we get to move on. And, you know, we get the, the winner of, well, I think it's Japan, actually, that we get to go play. And... We'll just keep on rock and rolling here, see if we can't bring home another gold. But this is uh, an inroad, Coach Mike has, and it's been amazing. And Eric Daly Jr. could be a catalyst for a lot more big things to come. So that's all we got for this one, guys. Let me know what you think. Like it, love it, share it, all that fun jazz. But until next time, you know I love you. God bless. Go Pokes. And thank you for tuning in to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. All right, y'all. Laters.